Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode of Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends contains strong references to suicide and details of physical and emotional abuse. Listener discretion is advised. Please get in touch with your survivor stories or your thank you letters. You can reach us at contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore lang underscore UK. And please vote for us for listener's choice at the podcast awards. We are small but mighty and we really need your support. Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn but are so grateful that we did. So a lot of people have asked me just what it's like to date sober. When you think of a first date, well, when I do at least, I think of going for a drink with someone somewhere out in London. (laughs) And I don't think that that is a particularly radical statement. I think most people would probably agree with me. And alcohol acts as a social lubricant. It makes what is an inevitably slightly nerve-wracking situation just a little easier to swallow. It aids smoother conversation flow and will make the following required hour or so that social norms dictate is polite, easier to endure if one or both of you realise that (laughs) your future does not include getting your golden retriever and a mortgage within the first three minutes. But... I won't preach the benefits of alcohol, but there is definitely a reason why it's called Dutch Courage. And I've noticed more than a few people just get a little angsty when they learn that I don't drink. There's suddenly this dawn of fear that slides down their face as they begin to panic about just how we're going to proceed. And it was tough at first. It was, I won't lie. As many of you know, if you've been here long enough, I was forced into recovery and sobriety following the most devastating heartbreak of my life. And I truly did not know, one, who I would be without alcohol and who I would be as a single person. But I can tell you now, one of the best decisions that I have ever made was to remain single for as long as it took me to realize that I could exist entirely alone and happily. Now, the idea of that may feel like death to you. And I understand for a long time, I was the same way. Being alone was like being a dead woman walking. Like you fucking 
idiots kidding me, telling me I need to be single for a while. Like, shut your privileged mouths and go look after your kids and your perfect fucking relationships. Telling me that I should be alone, you wankers. How dare you? (laughs) Is what I thought. But trust me, coming from someone who is currently single at the time of recording and has been for coming up to two years, it's a really good move. Pre-recovery... And for a good while after, I won't lie, I did not believe that I could be happy alone. Being stuck with just me, day in and day out, no fucking thank you. However, let's just dissect that. I myself did not want to be stuck with me. So how could I believe that anyone else would? I couldn't. So I accepted anything. And here we're just going to deep dive into my past a little bit. The first serious relationship I had happened between the ages of 17 to 19. I met someone who told me within a day that he loved me, that I was the most incredible thing he had ever known or seen touched. I was everything and more. And oh my God, was he lucky to have my attention and love and whatever else. This was the first time I felt that anyone had truly acknowledged I was even a living, functioning, breathing human being, let alone a good one. So I was all in, like head first, let's go. And for a couple of months, he was perfect perfect. And I genuinely believed that I'd won the lottery. And then suddenly, practically overnight, a switch flicked and he was a different person. He began to accuse me of cheating on him, demanded access to my phone so he could check my messages, isolated me from friends and family. And not too long after that, became physically abusive. I imagine many of you listening will be asking yourselves why I didn't run a fucking mile at that point. But I truly believed that this is what love must be like. I had never experienced it before, so I assumed there must be something wrong with me. I had no roadmap to refer to and had heretofore proved to be unlovable to everyone else. So it was the only sense I could make of the situation This perfect, loving, kind man had turned into a monster and was claiming it was all my fault, so it must be. I'm telling you now, (laughs) it sounds so obvious, but my God, if someone strangles you to the point of passing out and then says, look what you made me do, you cannot make anyone do anything. And in this, there would be these flashes of the before time, these tiny moments of peace and joy where he would once again be so kind and loving and quote unquote perfect, but they never lasted very long. It was like this film would come over his eyes and terror would fill my body like hot wax. Over a decade later, I still have nightmares about it. When I finally had the courage to leave that relationship, I promised myself 
that I would never put myself in that situation again. And I really, really wish I could tell you that I didn't. But this is the thing about abuse. It's not a one-size-fits-all carbon copy. It varies and morphs and hides ever so very fucking well. Because cut to just before the personal apocalypse that ended with me in rehab having attempted to take my own life, I was desperately in love with someone who was abusing me. And I only understood this in hindsight, when I realized that he could have literally punched me in the face and I would have got down on my knees and begged for his forgiveness. Narcissistic abuse is a cryptic motherfucker. These people are often unbelievably charming and funny and charismatic and beautiful and they have a ton of followers and friends who are fiercely loyal and could never ever believe that they would do anything like that and it's what makes the smear campaign that follows the inevitable discard easier to spread than Lurpak spreadable butter when someone who is loved by a lot of people and is very charming and funny and charismatic and beautiful turns around and points at the girl in rehab and says don't trust anything she says she's insane quote and a liar quote, and will manipulate you, quote, who is easier to believe? But as I will always, always say, beware the individual who calls their ex an insane lying manipulator, because holy cow, isn't that just so fucking convenient? She'll tell you I said I loved her. She's insane. She'll tell you I'm abusive she's a liar. She'll tell you that she's none of these things. She's manipulative. I was not well when I was in this relationship. I know that. I was living under the thumb of multiple undiagnosed illnesses and I had no business being in any kind of relationship at that point. But I am not any of those things. I'm not a liar, manipulator or insane. And I think you can really tell a lot about a person depending on how they speak about an individual who is clearly really unwell. Using blanket insulting statements is never a good sign. So this was my dating history pre-recovery. I was accepting shreds of affection and kindness and then thanking them for it like I was Oliver fucking twist, asking for more and then taking an epic dressing down in front of everybody. And being single, being truly alone, I couldn't imagine it, being left with my own thoughts and just a vibrator for company, not in a million, thank you very much. But I thank the universe daily that I was forced into true singledom. Because had another person with with similar values to my exes been plonked onto my path in early sobriety, I cannot pretend that I would have had the strength to turn them away. Which would have started the entire process all over again. In my mind, love wasn't love if I wasn't consistently trying to keep it from slipping through my fingers, if I wasn't unbelievably grateful and wildly euphoric when I received breadcrumb kindness, then it wasn't real. My big turn-ons consisted of unavailability, 
inconsistency, and someone who had the capacity to turn my amygdala into a rabbit living in the middle of the M4 at peak rush hour. This is not love. And this is not sustainable, and it will not change. And if any of this sounds familiar and can be applied to your current relationship, I encourage you to just take a pause and look at what's happening. Because I'm not going to sit here and shout at you for not leaving them immediately. I know how hard that is. I know that as much as anyone can look at a situation and tell you just how unhealthy and toxic, how abusive it is, it is only when you come to the conclusion yourself that anything will change. But please just take the pause now and look at what's happening. Rate the situation you are in out of 10 and then transport yourself five years into the future and rate it again if things have continued the way that they are now. For so many of us who feel that we have been deprived of love, we will accept anything that comes our way and be so grateful for it. Telling you to leave is like telling a starving person to put down a piece of bread. We have lived with scarcity, but... (laughs) And I'll tell you this, as scarce as it feels, there is not a finite amount of love in the world. I did not believe that I could exist alone. I truly didn't. I didn't think it could happen. And I have never been happier. This proof that I can do it, and more than that, love doing it, means that I'm not willing to accept gruel anymore because I can make really fucking good porridge on my own, thank you very much, so back off with your shit-stained ladle. It also means that if I ever do fall in love again, if, and for whatever reason that comes to an end, I know that I can survive it, because I have proved to myself that I can be without it, which is something that I just never knew before. I I couldn't get a grip on. And right now at this moment, (laughs) my cat is the only man in my life. And 99.8% of the time, I am thrilled with that because I still have my moments because I'm still human and love can be so, so beautiful when we are not accepting the shreds of it that we think we deserve. So, vive la revolution of single life. (laughs) And I'll talk to you soon. Join me next week with my guest, wonderful actor and even better human, if that's even possible, Elliot Salt. If you or anyone you know is struggling or needs help with the issues discussed on Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends, please visit the podcast bio where you will find contact numbers with people readily available to give support. Please get in touch with your stories at either contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore lang underscore UK. To have your story or your thank you letter read on the podcast please put survivor story or thank you letter either at the top or in the subject line we really want to hear from you we don't care if it's a catastrophe story or a small win from your week your favorite place person or thing we are here for all of it don't forget to rate and subscribe and i'll talk to you soon